Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and let's get rolling with today's episode. Uh, some KU football recruiting news. Wanted to get that out there to you. They signed a couple of wide receivers that will be jumping on. They landed uh, Jared Sample and Keaton Kubeka. So a couple of wide receivers that could maybe make their mark here in the Kansas Jayhawks program. Uh, again, the transfer portal is helping Lance Leipold out a lot right now. So they can just jump in and try to get some guys that maybe weren't getting playing time at some bigger schools or maybe some guys that wanted to get some D1 experience and play at, in the Big 12. So that is a great job landing a couple of wide receivers, hoping to give this offense some weapons and some firepower because that is something that they were lacking at times last season. But let's get to the meat of the podcast now. Kansas basketball, we know that's the bread and butter of this Kansas athletics program. And KU Bill Self, uh, KU head coach Bill Self, had a press conference this last week talking about uh, just kind of the state of the uh, Jayhawks program right now, heading into the summer, and some of his thoughts on that. Uh, he talked about how he really likes uh, the leadership. They lost a lot of guys last year who were uh, the perceived leaders on the team. Some, uh, a lot of seniors, some guys going to the NBA, and all that. But he really likes Dewan Harris and Jalen Wilson and what they have to bring to the table as far as leadership goes. And he said there's still room for more guys to step up at, in their leadership roles as well. So he's not saying that those two are the only two guys that can be leaders on this team. Of course, there will be other guys that step up throughout the summer and into the season as well. So he's kind of excited to see how things play out as far as leadership goes on this Kansas team and the highlight of the press conference, in my opinion, Bill self talking about his freshmen that are coming in They're They're just going to have quite a freshman class. And I think that this will really help them stand out and potentially get back to where they want to be in March madness, uh, possibly winning the big 12 again. Of course, that's the goal every year, win the Big 12, then try to get the number one seed and go on to win the national title. So he thinks, Bill Self, is that is, thinks that Grady Dick and MJ Rice, two freshmen, could be immediate starters, which I talked a little bit about that a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, thinking that those could be two guys that could step in from day one. And I got a little bit of pushback on social media about that. Uh, some of you guys don't think that... Uh, Kansas should be starting two freshmen, but if they are good enough, you might as well start them. Throw them to the fire at the beginning of the season, let them get their feet wet, and then by the time March rolls around, they're going to have the experience they need to potentially make a deep run in the postseason. So Bill Self, I think, from what it sounds like in this press conference, thinks that Grady Dick and M MJ Rice could be starters from day one, and it doesn't sound like he has any reservations on if they are the best players, that they could be the ones starting. And some coaches 
Uh, maybe not as much uh, anymore, but some coaches still have that old school mindset of, oh, you gotta you gotta be a veteran to be on in the starting five. Well, Bill Self uh, does not seem to have that philosophy as he thinks that Grady Dick and MJ Rice can be immediate starters for the Jayhawks come the fall. And uh, they also have two big men coming in that are freshmen, uh, Uday and Zuby. Uh, and he thinks they could be in the mix as well. Maybe not as starters from day one, but he didn't actually put that uh, past him. He, they could be starters from day one. One of them could be at least, depending on who takes that uh, lead role in the pack. They have a few guys that are going to be in the mix, but uh, just not knowing the big man situation right now. They haven't seen these freshmen play a ton, just a couple of quick uh, workouts and a scrimmage. Uh, but he thinks that Uday or Zuby could be in the mix to potentially be that big man, that go-to big man, and could be a starter uh, from day one as well. So if you got Grady, let's say Grady Dick and MJ Rice playing as wing guys, uh, you got... Uday down low. That's three freshmen that are starting from day one for the Kansas Jacks. Not saying that that's going to happen for sure. There's still a lot of time before the season starts, but just the possibility of having that many freshmen playing from an early uh, start to the season, I, I think that could be a good call for Coach Bill Self, and doesn't sound like he is against that idea at all. And he also mentioned that he could play a smaller lineup um, so they might not even start a, a big man at this point. Uh, there's still a lot up in the air there. Um, so there, there, there's going to be some, some moving parts here as the summer goes along. Things are going to fall into place before they get to the season starting in the fall. But uh, the exciting thing is you got your leadership from Dewan Harris and Jalen Wilson. There's going to be other guys that step up doing that as well. Plus, you've got your super freshman coming in and two or three of those guys could potentially jump in and be starters with Dewan Harris and Jalen Wilson. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. I kind of wanted to dive in, not this podcast, but maybe next week we'll dive in to some potential lineups that we could see this fall from the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, there's probably about three or four that I've kind of had floating around in my mind potential starting lineups depending on what coach bill self wants to do so uh, i think i'll dive into that next week because something that just popped up this past week and caught my attention was former kansas jayhawk andrew wiggins he went off in game five of the nba finals it was incredible uh i i haven't been watching a ton of nba um i do like to follow former Kansas Jayhawks, and see how they're doing. But uh, turned on Game 5 at halftime, saw that uh, Andrew Wiggins was having an incredible game, and that continued into the second half. Um, of course, for those of you listening to this podcast, you already know this, but Wiggins was the number one recruit in the 2012 recruiting class. Uh, you know, finished his one season with the Jacks. He was going to be a one-and-done the whole time. We knew that going into it with Andrew Wiggins. But... Uh, a one-and-done with KU. He was the Big 12 Freshman of the Year, an All-American Big 12 first uh, team. Uh, set the Kansas scoring record for freshmen. And, of course, the season ended uh, a little prematurely that year. Joel Embiid 
was his teammate that year, and he had a back injury issue, wasn't able to play in the postseason. They had an early exit from March Madness. But all that to say, Wiggins could be the first of those two between him and Embiid to win an NBA championship. Uh, Game five of the NBA Finals was just incredible performance by Andrew Wiggins. He had uh, 26 points, 13 rebounds, two assists, and two steals. And it just showed that Andrew Wiggins can be a dominant player on a championship team at the NBA level. We've been waiting to see it. This is his seventh year in the league. And uh, just been waiting for him to have the right fit. With the NBA, it's all about where you get drafted, but also the right fit for where you get drafted. And Wiggins, not a lot of people remember this, but he was drafted to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he could have played with LeBron James as a rookie. But the Cleveland Cavaliers traded him to the Minnesota Timberwolves to get Kevin Love in, and then that's when LeBron started, you know, after the, uh, I guess this would have been after he left the Miami Heat and came back to Cleveland he wanted to form this new super team with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. But anyway, so Wiggins uh, didn't get to play with Kyrie and with LeBron James. He went to Minnesota, and so he kind of had a struggle there just trying to figure out his place in the NBA with his uh, first team with the Minnesota Timberwolves. But he has really caught on strong with the Golden State Warriors. He became an all-star this season. And now he is the second best player on this potential NBA championship team. Of course, Steph Curry, the top player on the team. Klay Thompson's still pretty good, not quite what he was a few years ago before he had his knee surgery. But Andrew Wiggins just having an incredible Game 5 was the MVP of Game 5 for sure for the Golden State Warriors who took a 3-2 series lead and they're going to be going into a Game 6 Thursday night in Boston. So the Warriors could clinch the title on the road. If they lose to Boston on Thursday night, they'll be back in San Francisco on Father's Day this Sunday, June 19th, for a Game 7. I think that's kind of what everybody's hoping for who's been watching these NBA Finals. They've been pretty good matchups going back and forth. Um, pretty good close games. Uh, all of them decided in the fourth quarter. So I think a lot of people want to see a game seven, but it, it's just going to be fun to see how Wiggins plays. And if Wiggins goes off again in game six and helps them to a victory, maybe just maybe Andrew Wiggins could be in the discussion for NBA finals MVP. I still think it would be Steph Curry, uh, but I, it's just fun to think about potentially seeing Andrew Wiggins be NBA Finals MVP. So it got me thinking, what are some of the greatest Kansas Jayhawks who went on to be great in the NBA? And obviously, Joel Embiid, incredible uh, runner-up in the MVP voting the last couple of seasons in the NBA. Uh, Wiggins, you know, NBA All-Star this year, second-best player on a potential NBA championship team. So those two guys, I think by the time it's all said and done, will be top five former Jayhawks who had great NBA careers. But I'm going to do my top ten former Jayhawks who made their mark in the NBA who have since retired from playing the NBA. So let's start with number ten, Mario Chalmers. He was, of course, 
actually got to play with LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade in Miami when they were on those championship runs. So Mario Chalmers was kind of set up for success there in Miami, but he was just a solid role player, started his rookie season every game and averaged 10 points and five assists per game. Really good role player there in Miami. Ended his career with nine points, four assists, 1.5 steals per game. So just a really solid role player. And, of course, everybody's going to remember Mario Mario Chalmers, excuse me, from his time with the Kansas Jayhawks, the Mario Miracle, uh, hitting that three-pointer to send it into overtime, then, of course, eventually win the national championship in 2008. Mario Chalmers coming in at number 10 on my list. Number nine, Drew Gooden, kind of a journeyman throughout his NBA career, put up solid numbers, though, averaging 11.7 rebounds per game. Um, Always be remembered for his time in Lawrence, but he did make quite an impression as an NBA player as well. Like I said, playing for several NBA teams and just uh, being a starter and a role player throughout his NBA career. Number eight, Rafe LaFrance. And we're all going to remember the glory days from the mid-90s with Roy Williams and Rafe LaFrance, everybody else on those teams. But Rafe LaFrance, you know, dominant college athlete 2000 points 1000 rebounds that is a rare club to be a part of uh part of the greatest team to never win a national championship don't want to go down that road to talk about that right now but uh he was a solid nba player as well averaged 11 points and six rebounds throughout his career also led the nba in blocked shots during the 2001 and 2002 season so i'm putting rafe lafrentz at number eight on this list how about kirk heinrich you guys remember kirk heinrich from the early 2000s he left his mark on the jayhawks program taking the team to two final four appearances and uh, he was a consistent shooting guard not just for the jayhawks but in the nba as well he averaged 12.5 points per game and 5.5 assists per game along with 1.5 steals per game so his defense Uh, made him one of those guys that you always could rely on um, as a starter and off the bench. Uh, I think he was close to winning a six-man-of-the-year award. He did earn NBA All-Defense honors in his career as well, and he spent most of his career with the Chicago Bulls. Everybody remembers Kirk Heinrich, uh, solid Jayhawk, and a great NBA career as well. He is number seven on my list. Uh, Here's I'm getting into a part of the list now that – I wasn't around for. I was not uh, living in Kansas or even alive during the time of this guy when he played with the Kansas Jayhawks. But Bill Bridges, number six on my list for all you old school Jayhawks fans listening to this podcast right now. Bill Bridges, probably your guy. He played in the 60s and 70s, um, but uh, not super familiar uh, for me with Bill Bridges, uh, but He's a former Jayhawk who stood out over his NBA career. 13-year career in the NBA averaged 12 points and 13 rebounds per game. Three-time All-Star. He won an NBA title in the final year of his career. And uh, Bill Bridge is very worthy of being right here in the middle of this top 10 list of former Kansas Jayhawks who made an impression in their NBA career. Uh, Number five on my list Danny Manning. Of course, you guys know him as Manning and the Miracles. Uh, 1988 National Championship. He is a Jayhawk for life. 
he doesn't really need an introduction from me as far as his Kansas Jayhawks uh, career goes. But in the NBA, during his first five seasons with the Clippers, which is where he was drafted, he averaged 18 points and six rebounds per game. Solid career. After his uh, time with the Clippers, he kind of jumped around from team to team for a while, became more of a role player. He finished his career averaging a respectable 14 points and five rebounds per game. So solid NBA career there after a uh, dominant college career at Kansas. Uh, He'll always be remembered as one of the top Jayhawk basketball players of all time. Uh, Danny Manning, number five on the list. Number four, another uh, guy, another player who predates me and my Kansas Jayhawk uh, fandom, JoJo White. And he was known as one of the best point guards to ever play in Lawrence in uh, Jayhawk history. Uh, His NBA career took off quite as well. He was a seven-time All-Star Uh, Went to seven straight All-Star games. He also won two NBA championships. He was an NBA Finals MVP. He averaged 17 points, five assists, and four rebounds per game in his incredible career. JoJo White, number four on my list. Number three, Clyde Lovellette. He was a former first-team All-American and 1952 national champion with the Kansas Jayhawks. I believe the oldest player on my list um, from the Kansas Jayhawks, but he helped to rev- he helped revolutionize the way the big men played in the NBA. Uh, he would use his strength on the inside while also using his skill as a shooter on the outside, and uh, he averaged 17 points per game, 9.5 rebounds per game throughout his NBA career. He also won three NBA titles and had four all-star appearances along the way as well. So Clyde Lovellette, uh, number three on my list, is top ten Jayhawks who had, went on to have great NBA careers. Uh, number two on my list, I'm sure you guys know where we're going from this point, number two, number one, but number two, Paul Pierce. He was another member of that great team with Rafe LaFrance, the greatest team to never win a national title at KU, but... Paul Pierce became the most dominant modern Jayhawk in the NBA prior to the arrival of Joel Embiid. I want to say that because I think Joel Embiid is probably going to finish in the top three uh, as a former Kansas Jayhawk to have a great NBA career. If Joel Embiid can stay healthy, I think he's going to win uh, league MVP at some point, and Embiid is just an incredible uh, individual athlete. But... Paul Pierce, number two on this list. Uh, Over his 14-season career in the NBA, he made 10 All-Star teams, appeared in the postseason nine times, won an NBA Finals MVP, averaged 22 points, six rebounds, and four assists per game with the Boston Celtics, which is where he spent most of his career. He also set Boston Celtics' franchise record for most three-point field goals made and most free throws made. So when you're talking about a storied franchise like the Boston Celtics, that is an incredible feat. And not only do I see that, but the Hall of Fame voters saw that as well. Paul Pierce was voted into the NBA Hall of Fame in 2021. So Paul Pierce is my number two on the list, and he is my number one modern Jayhawk going on to have a great NBA career. But number two on this list, number one, 
This is the obvious choice for number one. You guys all knew it before I even started this list. Wilt Chamberlain, Mr. 100-point game, averaged an incredible 50 points and 26 rebounds per season. I can't even think about how incredible that is. Uh, 50 points and 26 rebounds during his 1960-1961 season. Um, For his 14-year career, he averaged 30 points, 23 rebounds, and 4 assists per game. That is absolutely insane. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain, really one of the greatest NBA players of all time, let alone one of the greatest Kansas Jayhawks players who turned into being a great NBA player. Um, He had 11 rebounding championship titles, seven scoring titles, seven first-team All-NBA teams, and 13 NBA All-Star game appearances. And another fun fact about Will Chamberlain, he never fouled out in over 1,200 career games that he started. So that's it. That's the list. Running it down from number 10. Uh, These are all... um, my top 10 list of former Kansas Jayhawks who ended up being great in the NBA. Number 10, Mario Chalmers. Number nine, Drew Gooden. Number eight, Rafe LaFrance. Number seven, Kirk Heinrich. Number six, Bill Bridges. Number five, Danny Manning. Number four, Jojo White. Number three, Clyde Lovellette. Number two, Paul Pierce. And number one, Wilt Chamberlain. So I think that's going to do it for today's show. Um, Let me know what you think, how you might tweak the list of your own. You can get at me on Twitter at JayhawkerTalker or at MarkTheOverseer is where you can find me on Twitter. We can discuss the top Jayhawks. We can just discuss what Andrew Wiggins is doing in this NBA playoffs if you'd like. But next week, I think I want to dive into some of the potential starting lineups that we could see with this coming Kansas Jayhawks basketball team. I think that could be a fun conversation to have as well. So until next time, my name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast. It's in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Uh, You can also check out my latest article up at heartlandcollegesports.com. It's on this top 10 list, so you can dive into a little bit more on there. Um, So, yeah, go ahead and check that out. See what we have going on at heartlandcollegesports.com. Until next time, rock chalk. Jayhawk.